You've been listening to amazing music here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Coming up next, JM Sunday with Matis Weingast here at NahumSiegel.com.
Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matis Weingast. It's the 12th of April, second day of Cholamoid here in these parts, third day in Israel, and uh, it is the 18th of Nisan. We are here with you. It is uh, Pesach, and I hope that everyone had a wonderful, uh, if not a very interesting Seder. Uh, and, uh, you know, we are here, everything we talked about beforehand, and everyone was talking about Pesach and getting things going, and um, and having Sadarim that they've never had before, well, okay, now that's 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 done, we we made it through it, we were, we were great, everybody made it through, and we're here now celebrating in the midst of the Pesach holiday. I thank you for joining us here, wherever you are around the world. It is, um, as I said, the 18th of Nisan. If you're studying Dafyomi, and so many people have picked up Dafyomi during this time when they have uh, different schedules and able, able to uh, refocus their schedule a bit, uh, they've picked up Dafyomi. It's a great time to start. And it's uh, Shabbos Lamed Zion 37 is where uh, everyone is up to. Uh, and <laughs> I guess because of that, uh, the temperature outside of our studios is 37 degrees. <laughs> and no, no relation to the two. Uh, 65 degrees is the expected high, partly cloudy today, and uh, 56 the expected low uh, tonight. And uh, in Jerusalem right now, it is partly cloudy and 62 degrees. Uh, and uh, going down to an expected low of 43 degrees later on. So before uh, before Pesach, we uh, had uh, a nice occurrence, and I wanted to share that with everyone here. I want to wish a mazel tov to uh, Ariel and Ellie Weingast on the birth of a baby boy on Wednesday morning and on Erev Pesach, and mazel tov to Sister Violet, Mazel tov to the Engelmeyer family of Teaneck, New Jersey. Mazel tov to my wife, Karen, and our other son, Aryeh. It, uh, it was a great thing, and uh, everybody, thank God, is fine. Uh, and uh, that's a, it was a great way to usher in the holiday of Pesach. So uh, something to, uh, to celebrate and uh, continue to look forward to. So Mazel tov to the whole family. Uh, and, uh, let's see, Rabbi Goldwasser coming up at 7.30. Uh, not sure about the news from Israel today. We'll see. And let you know about that. 
But we're going to be playing a lot of music between now and 9 o'clock Eastern Time. So thanks for joining us, everyone. We appreciate it. We are here with you and glad that you could be here with us. JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network.
God-given role, a guide he would be to his nation's first growth. They bow to his wisdom, embracing his hope. In all that would be, he showed them the hand of Hashem's guiding love, the bright future he planned. Shine. 
That was music from Aaron Razel here on JM Sunday. Thanks, everyone, for joining us here on uh, the 12th of April, 18th of Nissan 5780. We'll get to Rabbi Goldwasser in just a uh, few seconds. And uh, joining us after Rabbi Goldwasser will be Nachum Siegel himself. We're going to talk about a bunch of things. So uh, that'll happen at 735 right after morning chizuk. We also heard from Ari Goldwag, Yehuda Glanz, Avram Willig, and Yaakov Shweki. And I followed uh, Moda Ani by Regesh, as we do every Sunday morning uh, right here on JM Sunday. We do expect the news from Israel with Hannah Julian at 8 o'clock. Right now, each and every Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser, Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Elzecha Nishmas, Haravzeb, Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and Elzecha Nishmas, Esther, Bas Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Medrash in Yalkut Shmoni tells us, B'nai Yisrael were redeemed in the schus, in the merit of their emuna, their faith in Hashem. The Zerah Shimshon points out that we also learn, Lo nigalu Yisrael ele b'schus tam Pesach, B'nai Yisrael were redeemed in the great merit of the blood of the Korban Pesach and the blood of the Bris Mila. Those were the two special mitzvahs that Hashem gave them. The Zerah Shimshin comments that in truth, it was the original Amuna, the faith in Hashem, that Klai Yisrael believed in Hashem, that was able to weaken the Koach the power of spiritual impurity. For this reason, Klausra were able to wait until justice was served to Paroi, because Paroi was a kaifer. He denied the existence of Hashem. As it says, Mi Hashem, Asher Eshma Bekarloi. Who is Hashem that I should listen to his voice? Lishalech es Yisrael, to send B'nai Yisrael out. Lo yodati es Hashem. I don't know Hashem. Vigam es Yisrael lo ashaleach. And I will not send forth. B'nai Yisrael. The only thing is that there wasn't enough power for Klausel to be taken out of the Memtesh Sharei Tumah, the 49 levels of spiritual impurity. It was only when Klausel did the additional mitzvahs that they were able to go out of Mitzrayim. So we see that it was in the Schus of Amunah that the entire exodus of Egypt took place. The great Chosim Lublin gave over to his son to inherit some of his personal belongings. While the son was going back home, after the Chosim Lublin left this world, he had the belongings with him. A terrible storm broke out, and he was forced to stay overnight in an inn. In the morning, when he was ready to leave, the innkeeper told him how much the money was that he owed him. And the son of the great Chosim Lublin, Yosef, told him, I don't have that much money. However, he said, I do have something which is very precious that I'm willing to give in lieu of payment. And he showed him the clock from the wall of the Chosum Lublin. The innkeeper says, fine, if you give me the clock, then you don't have to pay me anything. He took the clock and he put it on the wall of one of the rooms in the inn. Years later, the great Rabbi Yisachar Dov of Radoshitz came to stay in that same inn. He was given a room. That room was the one in which the clock of the Chayzim Lublin was hanging on the wall. 
The entire night, Rabbi Yisachar Doiv was up, pacing back and forth, singing and dancing, completely filled with joy. In the morning, he went to the innkeeper and he asked them, could you tell me, where did you get that clock from? The innkeeper told him, I will tell you, a few years ago, there was a person, his name was Yosef, and he did not have payment. He couldn't pay me for the night that he stayed in the inn. So instead, he gave to me that clock. Ah, Rabbi Yisachar said, I thought it was. I thought that that clock was the Yerusha, the inheritance that he had from the Chosim of Lublin. Every clock in the world, every moment that it ticks, it means that the day is ending, the week is ending, the month is ending. However, this clock is different. With every moment that it ticks, every second, it means that we are coming closer to the Geula Shalema, to Mashiach's coming. And because of that, I couldn't sleep. I sang and I danced, and I was in great joy the entire night. May we all be zochet to great days of happiness and joy, to the coming Geula. And Bez Hashem, everybody who is ever in need of a Rafua Shalema should have Rafuas and Yeshuas, and all of Klal Yisrael should be safe and sound, healthy and well. La'orech yomim tovim. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Excellent words. Thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser. Very important at this time to uh, give us a lot of chizuk and also to remind us of uh, so many things and that we have to be very um, thankful for what we have. We have to be very mindful for what is going on around us. Uh, It is uh, definitely happy times. It is Pesach and it's a Yom Tov time and we have to be happy. Uh, but we do uh, have to switch our emotions around and realize all the things that are affecting us, both um, on a personal level and a global level. Uh, and to discuss a number of items, I welcome the one and only Nachum Siegel to these airwaves. Nachum Siegel, welcome back to JM Sunday, and a guten Moed to you. A guten Moed, Ma'adim I'm sorry that I'm speaking a little bit low, but this seems to be the custom among people, even on major networks, because very often you'll see on CNN and other networks, people will say, I'm, I'm sp- you can see me, but I'm speaking too low because people are sleeping in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I figured if it's good enough for the major networks, it's certainly good enough for the uh, slightly smaller networks like ours. Right. Well, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> it reminds me, th- those uh, usually wouldn't hear those that, that type of term, but, you know, back at FMU time, we had that a number of times. People are sleeping next door. <laughs> so I remember that. You just brought back a, a good memory. Well, uh, You know, it's funny. Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say it's funny that, um, I mean, funny. It's not funny, but a friend of mine, a close friend of mine who's older than I am, must be about 10 years older than me. Um, he lost his mother on Cholomite. I think it was Cholomite Sukkis. He lost his mother on Cholomite Sukkis. And literally, you know, as you would expect, the funeral was the following morning, you know, or that night, I don't remember exactly. And um, from the funeral, because he can't sit Shiva, it was Cholomite, mm-hmm. and because there's an obligation to be happy on Cholomite, an obligation to be happy on on the Yantif, on, mm-hmm. on, 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 you know, Pesach, Sukkis, etc. Mm-hmm. So he, he literally went from um, burying his mother uh, I assume he went home, you know, for a bit afterwards. But he went from there 
to taking his grandchildren on a Chol Hamoid activity. Yeah. And, and, and his theory was that, first of all, you know, what else are you supposed to be doing except having, you know, a good time, so to speak, a Chol Hamoid. There's no shiva till after Yantav ends. And why should his grandchildren to look forward to this, you know, for every half a year? Why should they be, you know, why should they be chipped out of their Cholamoy trip with their grandfather? Yeah. Now, obviously, that was, that was, you know, somewhat of a, an extreme example, and it's somewhat of a, um, of a lesson in, you know, turning it on and turning it off in terms of your different emotions. And also, you know, he, frankly, he was prepared for it. You know, he knew his mother was very old. He knew his mother was eventually going to pass away, and it could very well be on, you know, the first day's yontif, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, and he adjusted in his mind. Today, I'm thinking of that because um, we are celebrating, as you said, and thank God, I'm sure everybody had a beautiful yontif, which we'll talk about in a minute. But we wake up to this news between last night and this morning of so many names in our community who are now no longer with us, many of whom we know many of whom are so important to us in, in different roles, whether they be, uh, um, uh, you know, rabbeim, because there's so many rabbis who are passing away, or whether they be medical workers, because that whole, you know, area of life has been affected so much. And it's hard. It's hard to wake up Sunday morning for us, the first day of Cholomoed, and, um, and and have this simplesyantiv and say mo'adim l'simchan at the same time, go through the uh, other emotions. I do want to mention, I don't know if you mentioned it yet, that Matis is a is a grandfather again as a very <laughs> youngest. And for that alone, we can celebrate and, and wish uh, wish you Mazel Tov, and uh, you and Karen, I should say, Mazel Tov, and your Mechutanim, and, and the entire family, Ellie, of course, and his wife. And at least we have that wonderful news to, to spread in the midst of, you know, some difficult news over these uh, couple yeah. of days. Thank you. That was uh, very exciting, and, and thank you for mentioning that. We mentioned it earlier today that uh, Ariel and Ellie had a baby boy on Wednesday um, in, the, in the morning, early in the morning, and uh, we do wish a mazel tov to, uh, to Karen and to the Engelmeyers of uh, Teaneck, Debbie and Judah, uh, Ariel's parents, and uh, Uncle Aryeh, and uh, Aunt Talia and Uncle Noah, from the Engelmeyer family and Arya from us, and the entire extended family, and and in this case it does extend around to many areas, including the Lower East Side, as you know. That's right. So uh, they got family members right here. Yeah. So it is very exciting in the midst of this, uh, whereas we'd normally be making a trip someplace to see the baby, uh, it would not. It will not happen because it is uh, important to not. A mingle and not get together in the normal sense. And, um, you know, it's interesting when you mention about the things going on around us. And I do want to get and mention some of the uh, the people that have, have passed away recently. Uh, one of the th- what we do in a normal day to day routine is sometimes that which we can't do when a, when a Shabbos comes along or when a Yom Tov comes along when a fast day comes along uh, or when you know, a joyous day like Purim comes along. Part of our calendar and part of what we are in uh, observing our religion is to not always do those things which normally are done. And part of the reason is to make us cognizant of what is normally done. Uh, this is an extreme case, of course, but it, uh, you know, it's not something we can't relate to. Uh, it's something we just have to work through as the new normal for now. Yeah, no question about that. Um, 
you had mentioned you have obviously not seen your grandson yet. Right. Well, we saw a picture. Saw a picture. Right. But you have not seen him in person. And, right. And frankly, I mean, not not that it's anybody, including my business, but for many people in your situation, they will not see their newborn grandson or granddaughter for a while. Correct. Uh, because just because of circumstances, I know that someone that lives in this building. Um, became a grandparent for the first time. You know what that's like. Yeah. You can imagine the excitement. <laughs> oh, yeah. Became a grandparent for the first time. They went outside because on the way from the hospital back to Brooklyn, the young couple and baby were on the road, and they wanted to at least see the baby through the window of the car. So wow. Stood, up, stood apart, obviously. They weren't going to put anybody in danger, especially in that situation. Sure. But they went ahead, and they at least saw from, from a few feet away with <laughs> their new grandchild. So, so it's like greeting the president of the United States. They were there for a motorcade, and, <laughs> and, and, here, the, and here the roads are practically all closed. Right. You're right about that. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, it is. Uh, it, 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 but I look at it this way also. What if, what if we lived, you know, in one place and, and family lived a very far distance away, um, and it, you know, just wouldn't be yeah, practical. That's true. Also, so there. There are different ways of, of looking at it and thinking about it. Uh, but, yeah, we wish them a Mazel Tov, and that's a, that's a great thing. So we're very excited about that. And, of course, it's a, an excitement for the for the JM Sunday and the Nachum Siegel Network family. So you know, thank you for those kind words. Yeah, are you kidding? For sure. Uh, I, I do want to mention, as you said before, to just uh, turn this around very quickly. There are a number of people who have passed away, and, and almost everyone knows uh, you know someone or knows of someone. Very directly, you had mentioned, um, and I, did, I apologize because I don't know his name, but the son of um, Rabbi Saul Berman, I, me- I believe you mentioned, uh, passed yeah, away, someone you knew. Yeah, the son of uh, Rabbi Shelley and Rabbi Saul Berman, Shama Berman, passed Shama. away. I'm just, I mean, this this news hit me about uh, 30 minutes ago, meaning uh, literally, you know, hit my phone. And yeah. has just been, for me, a, a very difficult piece of news to... Uh, to process, and I, I, I can't even imagine what the Burmans are going through. I mean, I know Shama since he's nine years old, and um, I said to myself, not, you know, not to be too dramatic, but I said to myself when I heard the news, my first camper to pass away. Like this is mm. the first, the first one from that whole era where I was so involved in the summer camping from the uh, let's say early '80s until the uh, mid '90s. And, and Shama was a uh, was one of those chevremans, as they say, who was you know even even when he was a little kid was always you know hanging out with the adults and was always helping out in some way, shape, or form. Everybody out there knows a camper like that. And uh, you know, this is, I, I, I expect you know more and more bad news to come across. Uh, obviously, over the next few days, we know what the figures are in the New York area at this point in New Jersey. We know how badly our community and so many different pockets of our community are being hit. So, yeah, sometimes sometimes it's good to take notice of one or two of these specific passings, frankly, because otherwise you get numb from it. Right. So here, I'm, I'm proud of myself, frankly, that that it changed my mood, and that you know, I, I even though it's it's colomoid, obviously, but. You know, it put me into a state of mourning for a few minutes. I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't believe it. It was so jarring and shocking. Yeah, it brings it home. You know, very, uh, very, very well, solidly. Uh, Even, and I have no idea. Anybody we were mentioning here, obviously, we have no clue if they did or did not have underlying medical conditions. Right, but yeah, people, of course. But people who, to you, are you know symbols of strength. People who, to you, are powerful people, energetic people. 
like he was, and like we see Hatzalah members who are, and doctors, and, and people who are in their 40s and 50s. You know, generally, again, unless you know details about them to you, they appear to be energetic and, and, um, and, and full of life. And, 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 and unfortunately, people in that category are passing away, and there's so many kids that are being left without a parent. Yeah. Uh, you know, at least without one parent. And um, it just, it's so, I don't know what the aftermath of all this looks like for the Jewish world, the Jewish world in Israel, the Jewish world here, the Jewish world around the world. It's going to be very difficult for um, for people to respond and, and provide the needs, the financial and emotional needs for these families that are going to need it. And again, a month ago, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> yeah. nobody had any idea that this, that this could happen. Yeah, especially uh, the the ferociousness of it. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. Like I like you said, who knows what the future will bring? Whether within our community or the global community, there will be things like you know national times of mourning or picking a time you know for the community for our community to be able to um, deal with this because as you mentioned about. Yom Tov pushing away, as it were, uh, Shiva. Part of what we understand is that we need a time to focus on that morning. We need a time to focus on it, deal with it, and then move ahead with it, or you know, move on with it. So um, we have gradations, uh, Shiva and Shloshim, and the entire year of mourning. Uh, that's that's almost not here now. We can't even participate in that. The shiva via Zoom is is not exactly the same as sitting in front of somebody and being able to have that person speak about the person who passed away and get it off their chest, so to speak. You know, it's funny you say that because um, I think one of the one of the lessons of this entire episode, and there's so many of them. I think one of them is that there's that that it's just not the same when you're on Zoom or any of these yeah. services. It's just not the same. And I yeah. think it's important that years from now, when the next generation and the generation after that says, wait a second, we could be, you know, we could just log in or be anywhere virtually. And of course, it's going to be even much more sophisticated then. You know, it's going yeah. to look even better then. But I, I think it's important that our children and grandchildren remind them that they've been through this, um, you know, they've been through this where, you know, life was dominated by this type of interaction, and it's just not the same. It's just, you know, it's it's better to be in school, it's better to be in college, it's better to be in yeshiva, it's better to be in camp, it's better to be outside your house, it's better to be in the playground, it's better to be at a Shabbat home with friends, it's better, it's better to have that, you know, that social atmosphere oh, that yeah. is so much more than just the actual activity that's going on. Right. Well, we'll get back to that, and uh, hopefully... Soon, uh, you know, I, I also love hearing all the news reports. I Frankly, over the last couple of weeks, I have not listened to the news reports. I really haven't. I mean, the numbers that come out are there, and, you know, I catch them. But there's just so much back and forth. And since every hour brings something new, it's almost like one hour is one thing, and then they say the opposite the next hour. It's like, wait a little while and kind of get it filtered down. I mean, I heard last night just in New York City the question of whether the public schools might reopen. You know, and and you still have whatever politics have been there in the past; they're still there. So I guess we can be we can be thankful that uh, not everything has changed. 
You know, it's just one example of of one says open, one says not, and I'm sure that there are reasons to to go with either one. But it just I found it ironic uh, that that still continues. Oh, no question about it. <laughs> and uh, I mean, the, the 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 other thing I would say though is, you know, there are a lot of the majority of people still. Thank God, the majority of people are. You know, are without immediate family members that are in this situation. Thank right. God, right. and they're able to enjoy Holomoe to whatever extent they can. I'm happy to see that there's some concerts online today and tomorrow. I'm happy to see that there's some activities that are happening today and tomorrow to at least help the kids online be a little bit entertained. I hope people play it smart. I don't think the weather's supposed to be this is so great this Holomoe, although it looks beautiful out there right now. Yeah. I hope people play it smart and don't you know do things outdoors that would be both questionable from an authority standpoint and questionable from a health standpoint. Right, exactly. It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting couple of days here. It sure will. And, um, I hope that the pain continues to dissipate as the numbers, I, I think, are going to start you know, getting lower. I hope. I know, you're, I know you're not watching the news, but I'm obsessing over it. It does seem like, <laughs> like things are starting to at least look like there's some hope. Yeah, the numbers are definitely going in the direction. I mean, I, have, I don't listen to any of it, but I, I do see the numbers, at least on a daily basis. And when you look at the mathematics of it, it is going in the way it's supposed to go for this to eventually go down. What's going to happen in the future in terms of it coming back up and how they're going to deal with that and how quickly to reopen society is the biggest, uh, is, is the biggest set of questions. And hopefully the determination will be correct so it does not flare up again in the general population. Nachum Siegel on the air with me this morning. Thank you. We are talking about, uh, oh, a lot of things. So, let, let's talk about Pesach for, <laughs> for a well, minute. You mentioned that you're live, that you're live sometimes. Live, a- absolutely. We're here. Yeah, and, thank you for that. And I was going to mention also, and thanks to Avrami for uh, for sending me the uh, schedule information um, for the Nachum Siegel Network, a regular day of programming today, live JM Sunday. There'll be an encore for the live lunch and an encore for Saturday Night Siegel. Uh, we encore at midnight, and you'll be on tomorrow morning and Tuesday morning before Yom Tov with JM and the AM, uh, and then a great uh, mix of uh, Cholamoid music. So programming yeah, I'm gonna continues. To, uh, I'm going to try to get in early tomorrow morning and hopefully get on the air before 6 a.m., and on the assumption that there are people out there that are just desperate for, for for good music and nice programming. Right, absolutely. So when we're talking about Pesach, you know, before Pesach, for weeks and weeks and weeks, when this whole thing came about, we were talking about how Pesach is going to be celebrated, how the Sadarim are going to be uh, celebrated, the the number of Sadarim that will be celebrated around the world because people have to stay home, how it's going to happen, everything. And now, like everything else in the world, it's past that already we've we've yeah, been we've able to get that. past that huh? we've passed over that already so uh would you say that your two sadarim were um uh, were relatively normal given the circumstance yeah in fact i'm a little surprised i really thought they would be a little different i thought they may go much later than usual because uh, everyone knew that they could sleep late the next morning nobody was going to shul obviously right um, I thought it would go a little longer, but I, I think we really just, we basically hit the target. I think the first time we finished about 1230, which is pretty typical for us. And, um, again, I, I, I don't think you know, the only, the only system that we really put in place, cause now I have older kids is instead of stopping, you know, every few minutes 
to hear what the teachers had to say about Pesach, <laughs> you know, when they were second, third, or fourth grade. Right. Um, we basically assigned people to speak at different times during the Seder. So we were a total of seven people. So we had you know, different times during the Seder that people were um, were speaking, and it moved very well. But that was not a result of coronavirus. That was right. just what we had planned for this year because we have, you know, thank God, basically adults here. Um, so, yeah, it was a very... It was a very, I would say, normal Seder, which is funny, because I really didn't think there'd be something different for us about this one. I felt terrible about two things. I felt terrible about those who were celebrating a Seder alone. Right. In fact, I just was, I was on Facebook this morning, and I'm seeing pictures of friends of mine who took a picture of their Seder table uh-huh. before the Seder, and I was like, oh, I was heartbroken right. by it. Because I, just, right. I felt bad. They'd, they'd be by their parents. They'd be by friends, siblings. Anywhere they'd be at Pesach programs. Right. I said, I said to my family, you know, we we joke about the Pesach programs, but the the reality are people who look forward all year round to spend Pesach with a thousand people. Right. You know, they don't get to, to. No, seriously, they don't. You know, they and they meet people they've met the year before. They catch up. You know, it's like it's a big deal for people. Right. Um, that was the first thing. The second thing is that yesterday was uh, was Gabri's birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, is he lucky. <laughs> originally, originally we were planning on going away from Pesach. Right. So we had set aside Sunday to take him to a minor league baseball game and right. have, a, just have a, a nice time together, you know. And, and now, yesterday, of course, I have to keep reminding everybody it was his birthday because everyone, you know, otherwise would not have remembered because <laughs> we, did, we didn't have a birthday cake, you know. Right. And, then, and then today, you know, this is, this is Holoboy trip day as a teenager at, you know, and I was, I was even thinking that uh, if we were in the area before, you know, once once the Pesach programs were closed, but before they closed everything else, I said to myself, you know, maybe uh, we'll go down to Great Adventure, you know, uh-huh. make it a day for him, just, you know, have a good time with the family, spend some money on those stupid games, you know, things like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever, now, now his whole mind is basically going to be, uh, you know, on his phone and laptop, right. either, either watching something or, or playing some games. Well, you have. Do you have a ba- uh, do you have a baseball bat at home? You can you know have him hit some uh, <laughs> some one run, run room to another. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, well, happy birthday to Gabriel. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, remember I remember that time. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, Chris was actually calling my face. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Best uh, best kiddish ever. Yeah, that was that's uh, a funny story because we were planning such a. A relatively, uh, for us, relatively elaborate bris. Right. And then when his bris was postponed until Holloway Pesach, yeah. I always joked that the total bill was under $100. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because because no. people had, had given us food, and we basically brought down a box of boxes. Right. You know, like, <laughs> right, right. Uh, but you know what? Again, that's uh, things Things continue fine. I mean, look, all these years later, he's a great kid. He's not a kid anymore, you know. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. He's a wonderful teen. But yeah. uh, you know, I think I think anybody. I, last week, I um, um, someone said, "Could you call this person for their birthday because they are celebrating their birthday? They're they're a senior in college, and uh-huh. this is a birthday. Not that they would do anything crazy. He's a wonderful from boy, but right. he would, you know, he'd, he'd go on a trip somewhere, maybe he'd go to a casino with his friends. You know, like you know, yeah. and uh, he ends up being home with his parents. So he was a little bit depressed, frankly." <laughs> Uh, um, you mentioned about some different things. Did you happen to catch uh, any of the snippets from last night's uh, 
a virtual Seder that was born. No, you know, I read about it in the Times. I read about it in the Times over Yontif, and I so badly wanted to, you know, the way they presented it, it didn't look intriguing to me. It's funny. Was it good in the end? I, I only saw tiny little bits just afterwards. I didn't watch it uh, when it was on. But, you know, you have Jason Alexander, who's extremely funny, and, and, uh, right. and, and uh, he had... One of his lines towards the end is, uh, is this uh, Josh Brolin? Is it who's the singer? Right. Um, uh, he sang. He sang something, and Jason Alexander then says, "Like the greatest Jewish singer since Zero Mostel." Oh, yeah. <laughs> Josh Brolin goes, um, "I'm not, uh, not Josh Brolin. Uh, Josh Brolin's the actor. Um, no, Groden. Groden, uh, right? Right. right. So he says, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not Jewish." It was just funny. I mean, it was planned, obviously, that way. But uh, it's still funny. Yeah, it's it's, it's cute in that way. It's, it's all you know, different things. But uh, thank God I mean, we're in a holiday season, and uh, the world is is cognizant of that from many religions, of course, right now. And uh, that that uh, also makes you makes you focus on things. By the way, you mentioned something before, and I wanted to uh, pick up on that about the concerts that are going on virtually in the Shurim. Tons of shiurim that people are getting oh, into yeah. and, and learning from, but the concerts are really great. Uh, as best as can be done, it's so nice that the artists are getting up there, especially the ones that are able to do it, you know, for for no charge online or anything like that. Uh, it it ju- it's not the same, obviously, but to have that, it's it's still live. Like we're talking live, like you said before, it's a lot different than if we were pre-recorded. Uh, or if you know we weren't talking right oh, yeah, now about these things, and at least that still gives people, I think, a strength um, to help them get through this. Oh, no question about it. I mean, that's that's one of the things that's so unique about this period of time. Right. I keep thinking, what if this was happening? You know, when I was my kid's age, yeah. I don't know what I'd be doing, frankly. Yeah, it would be interesting. But, um, you and I talked about this last week uh, to to read uh, what went on at the time of something else like this uh, early in the. Um, previous century in the United States, the yeah. other, the other things. What what Talmudic questions were being asked uh, at the time? Uh, I'm sure they were similar, uh, but it would be interesting to to hear because there's so many questions that have been asked during this time, and uh, sometimes the answers are difficult for people to to deal with, and sometimes they're very easy uh, to deal with, and, and surprising that um, our religion and the Torah can. Uh, can work anytime, anywhere. That's what we know it's all about. I've read up a lot about the Spanish flu. Yeah. Because it was a 36-month affair right, from yeah. January 20, 1918 to December 1920, yeah. which is unbelievable. What's also unbelievable is how much, so I was looking at it, how much, how many historic things happened in those 36 months. In other words, the flu was going on, and in New York, you know, hundreds of thousands were dying. Right. In, in a six-month plateau, you know, we talk about plateaus. Yeah. That was a plateau that was less than six months. But you know, it's also interesting. I said to myself yesterday, last night after I heard this, what I'm about to tell you, that you know, we talk about six months and a year and everything else. I hate to tell you, but in some ways, we're we're almost getting to that point because Prime Minister Netanyahu closed the airports yep. to all international flights. The airport, I should say, to all international flights. Mm-hmm. And they don't think that that's that they're going to get back to normal 
or, or, or you know, in the regular course of events, get back to normal until September first. Right. I saw that last night, and and people were commenting on it that, and just like you said, we should make it clear that the flights have been canceled now, but there have been flights curtailed until now, and and I believe the statement for September is to get back to a full schedule. There will be a. Right. A, an abridged, abbreviated schedule again within the next uh, week or so uh, until yeah, September. But if, but if the, if the, you know, let's say certain categories of people, business people, I would think would be on the top of the list. Emergencies, families, marrying right. people, things like that. Let's say that that would open up sometime, sometime in June or July, right. which is not such a crazy concept. It's only six weeks from now. Correct. Then you'd, you'd be talking about an entire summer tourism season gone. And on oh, yeah. top of that, nobody's going to book for circus. They won't know what what, uh, what the story's going to be. Right. The unknown is the biggest uh, is the yeah. biggest problem. So we're and talking it... about March, April, May, June, July, August, September. We're talking about a seven eight month affair. Just just because, just naturally because of what they're expecting to do to beat this thing. Right. And because we are individuals in this, or individual families, and we're kind of locked in. Although we do see the news, I don't think we fully realize how some of these. Uh, some of the businesses are impacted by this. Because when you talk about the tourism, for instance, and you talk about Israel as a country that has tremendous amount of tourism. So Israel as a country is losing that. But the individual businesses, stores, hotels, travel agencies, organizations that plan these trips uh, for the benefit of the people who are going, they're all losing their business right now. And that's not right. going to come – that's not – at best – it will be back to a hundred percent in in the future. It's it's not you know. I, I would hope that more people who maybe put off a trip will or not, not be able to go on a trip now will then rebook the trip. But realistically speaking, it's not like it's going to be made up. Uh, it, so it doesn't seem to so be that true. way because there's a limit. The people still will have schedules when all this becomes you know back to normal. They'll still have the same schedules. They can't suddenly make up the six weeks they were going to go to Israel, uh, you know, unless they do it the following year. And then again, it's back to normal. So I think the impact there is is huge. We know people, you know, in the travel business, and we know people in the in in, in the marketing business, and it's having a tremendous effect. No question about yeah. that. No question. About so that. true. So true. No question is right. Yeah, uh, but but Israeli politics uh, seems to be uh, just going strong. <laughs> so well, that's the truth. The truth is, it's not much different than what's happening in this country. Yeah, uh, you think, think there'd be a little bit more unity. You think that uh, no. that that certain parties would be more cooperative, but well. no, no. If if they have a say there, if if the leaders of Israel have a say there or don't have a say there, it's an issue. It doesn't matter which way. Uh, elections, you know, it, yeah, it, I guess, is that a good normalcy? I don't know. <laughs> well, that's actually, I never thought of it like that. I never thought of it like that. You know, thank, thank God they're being, they're being normal. It takes us back to regular times. Right, right. Although, you know, to run a government, I mean, you have to. Here, I don't know what would happen. I mean, I know primaries are being postponed here in the United States, but they'll right. go through, or it'll be by mail. I don't. Don't know what would happen if this were occurring during an actual November election time. By the uh, way, I mean, I, I, I would, I would think that. Well, I mean, who knows? It'll be in November, but the campaign, the summer conventions, the campaign is going to be so different. Right. Absolutely. 
and, and, and it may actually be, as I've read over the last couple of days, it may just be a one-issue campaign. Right. Right, it may be. The, um, you open up a newspaper now, right? and the truth is you open up social media. It's really the only topic. There's, there's basically nothing else going on. Right. Uh, I think that'll change also if this continues for too much longer. I mean, some, somehow. I would hope so. I would hope that people will start focusing well, on getting back to normal. People can listen to the Nachum Siegel Network for some normalcy, usually. <laughs> usually. I've gotten, I've really gotten some wonderful comments about, you know, being live and, and, and yeah. being there during this period of time for people. And you don't really, I mean, you do because, you know, obviously you're in tune with the community. People out there don't realize how many single people are alone, whether they're widows or widowers, whether they're middle-aged people, single right. people who had never been married. Whatever the case is, there's so many people that have a loneliness that is is somewhat abated when they're able to tune into a live broadcast and, and hear voices that are familiar to them. Right. And I, did, I, I didn't, of course, realize that until this, this situation. It's a shame it took this situation to realize it. But people want company and people want... I mean, I, I could not believe I checked last night. We're talking about Saturday night of Hololoid after people have been out of the habit for three days of listening. Right. And I see last night the number of people who are listening late at night, and it's just because they're looking for... They're looking for companionship. They're looking for companionship. They're looking for a familiar voice. They're looking for music that they love, and they're looking also to enjoy Yontif a little bit with the with the music that we're playing. Right, and so, uh, it's so through, yes, we're here through the app. But people have been commenting this morning while we've been talking. Uh, some Mazatov wishes to to me and my family, uh, oh. and to the Engelmeyers, and uh, uh, we have uh, Ralph Ralph Rose uh, listener and. Uh, and, and Ralph uh, Rose is up this early on a Sunday. I am proud of him. <laughs> and uh, I hope you heard that. and I think it's uh, K- Kayla or Kala with three Kayla, L's yeah. uh, is up, and Dale and uh, Yaakov. So you know we thank them for listening, and we're here because of you, uh, because of all of you out there yeah. listening. Uh, well, we do have some more normalcy. It's a little bit late. We're going to get to the news from Israel, actually live from Hannah right. Julian. Enjoy uh, the news. In a minute. So, yeah, thank you, Nahum. Enjoy for... the news, and I hope people saw those videos of people singing Manishtana and yeah. people singing Hallel in Israel, which are really cool. Yeah, yes. And uh, thanks, Matas, and Mazal Tov to you and Karen and everybody, and uh, let us let us continue to please God. Everybody stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, let's share only good news. Uh, amen. And with, with a Wednesday morning birth, that means a Yom Tov bris. Right. And uh, from what I understand, the rules in place now are one Moel, two parents, and one kid. <laughs> that is oh, it. I wasn't told about parents. I thought only father. It's funny. Well, I mean, father. I guess it depends on the community. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's it. I mean, you know. Yeah, three uh, people are allowed at the bridge. So one of them is a real necessity. Well, I guess two of them are <laughs> two real of them. Two, well, one, no, one isn't a real necessity because the father could do a bris. You know, that's so uh, you could do that. <laughs> that's what it's come down to. A whole new normal. But, uh, you know, hopefully we can share a name after Yom Tov. I'll let you know. And then uh, all will be well. You just reminded me of, you reminded me of a funny story. But sure. Because you're uh, pushed up against the news, I'll tell you next time we talk. Okay. <laughs> Maybe before Yom Tov again. I mean, it's up to you. I don't know. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell the story. Why not? So so we were at, I think it was actually Holomoid. I think it was Holomoid Circus. We're at my brother's son's bris. 
and my mother had gone down to Baltimore with us in her wheelchair, and we were all enjoying the, uh, you know, we were in the back of the shul with her as the bris is taking place, and I had known that, and, and anybody who who paid attention, you know, when, when the mohel does the bris, he says one of the brachos. Right. When the father actually does the bris, he says both brachos. Mm-hmm. So um, my brother had said both brachos because the mohel had set up everything for him to simply make the cut, which he wanted to do, and, and, and mal his own son, right, which is a sure. very cool very cool tradition. Yeah. So I turned to my mother right after the right after the baby was, was after the bris took place. I told my mother, I said, you know who the Moa was? And she goes, you know, I'm from New York, we're in Baltimore, how on earth would I know who the Moa is? Yeah, yeah. So I said, well, the Moa was your son. And <laughs> thank God she was sitting in her chair and all I could tell you. <laughs> very good. Oh, boy. That is very but funny. But her, her, grandson, her grandson survived, thank God. Yeah, thank God, absolutely. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, Nachum. Thanks. We'll catch you tomorrow morning live on JM in the AM. Thanks, Matt. Nachum Siegel with us. Thank you so much, Nachum, for joining us. And uh, we're going to go right to the um, right to the news from Israel. At this time, drop late. Apologize, but I thank Hannah Julian for hanging in there. It's time for our news from Israel. Hannah Julian, Middle East news analyst and senior correspondent at JewishPress.com, joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Hannah Julian. Good morning, Matis. Thank you for joining us this morning and <laughs> want to wish you and your family a happy Pesach. How were your? Uh, how was your Seder since you're a lucky one, <laughs> a lucky one to be in Israel and to only have one Seder? I say lucky because, you know, the reason we have two, as you know, is because we're stuck out here in, uh, in Gullis land. You're right. <laughs> we were lucky. And it was uh, a little more peaceful than it normally would be. <laughs> That's for sure. And the Julian there family, was... I, I would think that even two would, would, would be a, a, a great, uh, you know, entertaining time. It was entertaining, but it was considerably less entertaining right. than it would have been uh, normally with the rest of the clan. We had um, we had one of my daughters and her husband and one baby, <laughs> as opposed to the rest of the clan. <laughs> wow! Well, <laughs> it was never been a lot more right. babies and people and children and a jungle gym and so <laughs> forth. <laughs> True. Well, it was. Uh, I, I'm sure it was. It was nice, and it was a seder. And you enjoyed, and uh, this, like I've been saying this morning, it's the new normal for now, at least, and hopefully... Uh, Apparently so. We're we'll going to be living uh, on technology, and those of us who have not yet learned to live on technology are suddenly and magically getting a crash course. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're ahead of the game here. I mean, we have news from Israel live on a, on a Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, where you are, and the people around the world that's listening can that are listening can can hear this news live and uh as opposed to you know having to hear something 
six days later or however it used to be in the old days of getting things. Now we can find out now we can find out instantaneously that if a president or a prime minister has a Seder, it's a good thing, it's not a good thing, it doesn't matter. It's, you know, uh, they should they shouldn't have it because it's not the same because their security guards have to go someplace and their staff and their medical staff and this one and that one and, and the elections going into what the twenty seventh election uh oh for for uh for Knesset the uh, bottom line remains the same. The same, right, exactly. If there are two people, you have three synagogues. Right, right. And that third one is empty, but it doesn't matter because that's the one anybody's going to go to and they're going to vote on it electronically. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So, you know, that's that's still happening out there, among other things. And uh, we turn to you now again for the news from Israel. Yes, thank you. And and actually, um, due to the restrictions, and there are there are a list of restrictions uh, this morning for the COVID nineteen coronavirus. Only ten koanim, only ten uh, men from the priestly class, were able to deliver that priestly blessing that is said every year. Uh, during the the intermediary days uh, on Pesach from the Western Wall. Tens of thousands of people usually come to receive that blessing, uh, and hundreds of Kohanim participate in what is known as Birkata Kohanim, but not this time. Due to the social distancing restrictions, only 10 Kohanim were allowed at the Kotel, all of them residents of the Jewish quarter in the old city, each at least two meters apart from the next in accordance with the health ministry restrictions. They were led in prayer by Rabbi Shmuel Rabinovich, the rabbi of the Western Wall and Holy Sites. They prayed for an end to the pandemic and for those who are ill around the world. Tens of thousands of those who would have received that blessing and those who would have delivered it instead watched via the Internet on the Western Wall Heritage Foundation website. By the way, U.S. Ambassador to Israel, David Melech Friedman, also joined the prayers since he also is a Kohen. Israel is on full lockdown. Israelis are not allowed to be more than 100 meters away from their homes. That's 109 yards away in American terms. It's also now mandatory to wear face masks once you step outside your home. And this applies to everyone Over the age of six, there are exceptions, such as those riding in a car, those who are disabled, and so forth. But essentially, everyone is required to wear a face mask. Also, Israelis are only allowed to leave home for essential reasons, like medical reasons, buying food, medical supplies, or to help someone who's sick, disabled, or who is elderly. In addition, the health ministry is reminding everyone to maintain a distance of two meters between people unless you live together. Those Israelis who are just arriving from abroad will first face a 14-day quarantine. Israel's government cabinet approved those emergency regulations this morning. They're in force until April 22nd. Anyone returning from abroad is going to be sent to a state-run quarantine hotel. The decision was approved 
in a video vote. Exceptions will require approval of the Health Ministry Director General together with the Chief of Homefront Command. Exceptions can be carried out <clears throat> excuse me, um, with required isolation in another location. The Ministry of Health has an app that allows Israelis to see whether they have been in the presence of anyone diagnosed with COVID-19. It's called Hamagain. The app cross-checks the GPS history of the person's mobile phone with the geographic data of patients from the health ministry. That app is available in five languages, Hebrew, Arabic, English, Russian, and Amharic for the Ethiopian Israeli community. Uh, as of midday, there were 10,878 confirmed cases of COVID-19 here in Israel. 174 of those are patients who are in serious condition. 123 are on ventilators. I regret to report that 103 Israelis have died from this virus, but there is good news, and that is that 1,388 patients have recovered so far from this virus. There's other good news as well, and that is that a 29-year-old COVID-positive patient here in Israel has been treated with Israel's new vaccine. He's being treated at Asuda Ashdod Hospital. He was one of the youngest, most severely affected patients in the country, and so far he's improved from serious to serious but stable condition. He received multiple doses of the plasma over the weekend from a donor who already had the virus and has recovered from the illness. A second patient, 60 years old, also is now being treated with that new vaccine as well. He's being treated at Yitzchak Shamir Medical Center in Beryakov. His condition also, likewise, has slightly improved. So those two patients are being monitored, and we'll see if the improvement continues. A quick look now at the weather. It's a beautiful day, high 60s around the country, mostly sunny skies, some clouds still in the sky, a little bit of chill in the air, low tonight down to the 40s in the desert and mountain areas in the 50s elsewhere. Monday's weather still pretty much the same. By Tuesday, the clouds will disappear. We're expecting a completely sunny day. And for the last day of Pesach here in Israel on Wednesday, a gorgeous day, high in the low 70s. For the Moroccan celebration of Mimuna that night, at home, yes. of course, individually <laughs> this year, I underline that statement. No traveling from house to house the way normal, normally that, that uh, celebration is held. It will be just as beautiful, low in the high 50s at night. Next day, mostly sunny. High in the low 70s. So people should plan their um, their Cholomoy trips and the walking trips to the last day Yom Tov carefully to get back on time before the cooler weather settles in. So they should like go outside to their um, to their 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 driveway uh, or or their deck or their backyard grass and you know not go too far so they can get back on time. Grill. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Show the hot dog over the fence. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, can't even do that. Can't even do that. Can you imagine? Uh, unbelievable. But you know, I have to tell you, um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine and uh and his and her husband is is 
is saying that he's hoping this thing doesn't end for a while. In fact, I've heard that from several people. They're saying they 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 kind of like this, and they're hoping it doesn't end. This is here in Israel. Right. And why don't they want this to end? Because they're they're sort of getting to know their families now. <laughs> right. I mean that that is a sentiment that's come out a lot in terms of what's occurred because of this. Of course, we would want it to end. I'm sure they would want it to end, but to kind of keep this hustle and bustle down a little bit and maybe have a uh, you know see things a little differently in the future after this right. but yeah we yeah. wanted to we want to stand because of all the suffering that is uh, of course out there and i'm sure they do too uh, and, and i don't i'm not israeli so i, I don't know is kolomoid pesach because of the food restrictions a big barbecue time at all or um yeah actually a, a lot of families here have pulled out the grill and uh, it's a quick and easy way to deal with uh, with food. Everybody's got grill, and uh, and they're pulling out mangal, and um, the backyards are really going. Wow! So but, all- you know, I'll, I'll tell you what. One of the things that um, that I've noticed here too, but um, when I'm scanning statistics, I'm noticing that crime rates are way way down here too in the United States. Uh, it's it's been said that they're tremendously uh, lower, the rates um, of crime around the country uh, for, for because of this. Uh, either, the, either the criminals are, uh, are, are, are maintaining, <laughs> it's very hard to rob someone if you have to maintain a six-foot distance. Could you imagine? Right? <laughs> you, you can't just, even bug anybody. Right, just right. Uh, and also because <laughs> most law-abiding citizens are not out, the ones who become victims of these crimes. Uh, but fear not, there was a double homicide in uh, New York overnight. So uh, some things don't change. But who but did they kill? One of their one of their each other, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it was. Um, wow. But yeah, the rates uh, have gone down. Uh, the, the air quality here is. I was just going to say pollution is down. Yeah, also. in New Jersey, the when they monitor this all the time. Um, the the pollution rates has gone down, so the you know, pollution level has gone down. Um, you know, you have to look at that and and wonder what that says about the society we're living in. The trade offs. Uh, the same thing happened during nine eleven. After nine eleven, with no airplanes and for a while, people not driving uh, anywhere, the air quality improved tremendously. Also, so yeah, it's a trade off. What what do we have in modern society that we want to keep versus what, um, you know, what what the what the possibilities could be? But you know, try try telling people who can't fly to Israel now, you know, that uh, okay, we're gonna only have half the number of flights. Uh, right. Nachum, Nachum was on with me before we were talking about the the uh, ramifications of this and to Israel mm-hmm. being a huge tourist uh, attraction and basically the entire summer season is wiped out uh, and the question is whether people are going to take a chance now they would normally book for um, for Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot mm-hmm. uh, in Israel they're not even doing that now because there's uncertainty as to how things are going to reopen if they will. So, right, because we have uh, no idea what it's going to be yeah. in September. It's true. So it's, it's, it's a lot right. of uncertainty in that sense. But um, we appreciate your being here and uh, giving us the news and knowing that there's that continuity and you're here live with us. Uh, and it's very much appreciated and the listeners love it. So, uh, and the pleasure is all you. Thank you so much. Well, enjoy the rest of, um, 
rest of Cholamoid and Yom Tov, one day Yom Tov. Uh, it is uh, for us, as I mentioned to <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, underline that. Right, there is, um, you're not going to be able to get a, a, an early heads up because for here it'll be two day Yom Tov, but uh, the bris of uh, Ariel and Ellie's son will be on Wednesday which is Yom Tov all over the place. So, uh, you know, we won't be able to, yeah. But there, there'll only be like two. Thank you. There'll only be like two people here. <laughs> the, the baby. How are you going to do that? Uh, it's just the baby, the the Moel, and the father, and possibly the mother. Um, and that's it. You no know. minion. No I minion. You don't need a minion. You don't have to have a minion. Wow. You don't have to have a minion. I yeah. don't know. Did, did, uh, did, did, did Sarah call a minion? I don't know. That's true. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. uh, wow. No, you know that, it, that's that's historic. Right. It makes us um, it makes us also think about what we what we can and can't do, what we're allowed to do and not allowed to do, depending on the circumstances. And uh, I think it open opens up uh, new realms of um, of thought. Uh, <sighs> but I think people ultimately would like to get back to the normal. I uh, think we'll yeah, still normal. have uh, we'll still have. Big uh, kedushim in the future, and big weddings, and bar mitzvah, and bar mitzvah celebrations, and we'll have those get-togethers in the future. Uh, but uh, you know, it might give a little pause to some people. You'll have to send me the name. Uh, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I won't be able to do that for an uh, extra day. You know, I'll have to wait. <laughs> yeah, <Aye>. yeah. <laughs> what can you do? And all the cousins in Israel are going to have to wait also. Uh, well, family. we're waiting. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Thank you again, Hannah Julian, for joining well, us. Well, lechem simcha you for for you for for yours for everyone. Just stay safe. How, wait a minute, how are you going to be able to do that if you can't even get out of your house? To do what? The bris. We're not going to go to the bris. Oh, you're not going to go? No, there's, it's not safe to to travel. People should not be visiting other people for things that they do not have to be wow. at. There's no obligation so how, to be at. So we'll, how is this going to get? We'll find out this... uh, on on Thursday night, like everybody wow. else. Yeah, that yeah is a sacrifice. I well, I guess when you think about history, uh, 150 years ago. Uh, again, uh, if people sometimes lived a couple of cities over, they weren't able to travel because it just wasn't uh, easy to travel in those days. You know, just because now we're uh, 25 minutes away by car um, doesn't mean that, uh, you know, we can that's do that. That's true. And, no, but that's to true. Go before, right. To go before, you know, Teaneck basically uh, where, where it's going to be, God willing, and some other areas are in virtual lockdowns. The rabbis said that if... People aren't in your house normally. They should not be coming to your house for the Siddharam. They have oh, to stay true. away. They have to stay away. There's no, uh, you know, they were quite adamant about that. No, he's uh, right. He's 100% right. So, uh, I haven't I haven't seen most people for weeks. Right. There's no way. And the doctor was quite clear about it. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Wow. All yeah. right. Well. And, and stay safe absolutely and uh, we will hope and pray for uh, a uh, a quick end to this and a safe and, and healthy end to this Amen you know let's let's hope it ends soon yes absolutely so <laughs> I'll say what you say have a great week Connor Julian <laughs> <laughs> And you too. All the best. All right. See you next week. Okay. God willing. 
It is. Uh, that's our news from Israel, and uh, oops, that's our news from Israel. And we thank Anna Julian so much for that uh, live report of what's going on in Israel. We'll see you hopefully next week right here on JM Sunday, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. It is coming up on 8.30, the bottom of the second hour here on JM Sunday, Eastern Time in the morning. And we're going to go back to the music. And uh, thank you again for joining us right here on JM Sunday. Asher Malach Beterem Ko Yetzir Nivra Le'et Nasa Bechev Tzoko Azai Melech Azai Melech Shemonikra
Cats live in Jerusalem with Asher Barra here on Jam Sunday as we get set to end up today's show. Uh, thank you to Hannah Julian who joined us with the news from Israel and extended coverage. Thank you to Nachum Siegel who spent a great amount of time with us this morning talking about a lot of different things. And uh, the JM in the AM show will be on tomorrow morning live, Monday and Tuesday before Yontif, and of course, great programming all day long, each and every day before Yom Tov on the Nachum Siegel Network. Check the schedule at nachumsegel.com. And uh, today's the third day of the Omer, so if you forgot to count last night, uh, do so sometime today and continue all, uh, all week and many weeks long as the, uh, as the uh, Omer continues. Uh, also, uh, thank you so much to everybody who gave us and sent us Mazel Tov wishes on the birth of a grandson to uh, Karen and myself. And that uh, was the birth of a boy to Ellie and Ariel, uh, who uh, gave birth to a baby boy on Wednesday morning uh, this past week, right before Yom Tov. So that was great. Mazel Tov wishes going out to the Engelmeyer family. And... Uh, has great news, of course. Words of wisdom from uh, Hani Messinger. We had her on a couple of weeks ago. And today she tells us moments come and go. And what is always there for you is this very moment. It's a simple reminder when you are feeling upset or angry, know that it is just a moment. Thank you, Hani Messinger. You can see her uh, posts on uh, Facebook at Hani Messinger. C-H-A-N-I-E-M-E-S-S-I-N-G-E-R. Well, good Moed and good Yom Tov, everyone. Uh, the network continues all day long, and we will see you next week right here on JM Sunday exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. You've been listening to Matis Weingast and JM Sunday. Anachumsegel.com, right here at the Anachumsegel Network.